0: On a Friday afternoon, and Sally Lucas from our sponsor, Travel World On King, joins me. Good afternoon, Sal, and happy Valentine's Day.
1: Thank you very much. you would be the first person to have said that to me, Colin, so thank you. Oh, there you go.
0: <laughs> first in best dressed.
1: That's a first. <laughs> Uh, What I'd like to talk about today, and I guess I should have picked a romantic subject, shouldn't I, being Valentine's Day? But I think every day should be Valentine's Day anyhow, so that we all should be lovely to each other every day of the year. Yeah, I agree. Anyhow, I'm talking about going places and how sometimes you can save money going places. So a little bit of both today, looking at some of the top destinations that some of the travel writers have suggested are on the agenda for the coming year. And the countries they're suggesting that are up there is Chile, Malaysia, Slovenia. Wales, Pakistan, Nepal, Central Asia, which contains all of those lower parts of uh, Russia... Into um, down into even uh, Pakistan and so on around those areas. We forget they are quite beautiful areas, even though they've had their troubles at different times. They are still stunningly beautiful areas. And also even places like Libya. You know, the the Romans went everywhere. They've got some of the most wonderful ruins and some of the most beautiful buildings in Tripoli, but we don't think about going to Libya because of its troubled past and so on, even though I think it's pretty well okay at the moment. Cities that they suggest are Berlin, and that's always getting written up as a really fabulous city these days. Um, Rome, it's always wonderful, Rome. Tallinn. Now, Tallinn is a fabulous place because it was never affected by any wars, and it's, it's got sort of cobblestone streets and just a beautiful, beautiful part up in the Baltic states. Budapest, which, of course, is in Hungary, and you've got the Buddha and the Pest. It's like two sides. One's the old side and one's the new side of the river. Right, of okay, the Dan- yeah. Um, Valparaiso, which is in Chile Fez in Morocco And Nashville for all those country music people Or even just any music aficionado Nashville's a place people always want to go to And then possibly head on to Graceland's as well And, and see the Elvis, you know, absolute uh, yeah. mausoleum Almost you could call it, couldn't you? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> yes
1: um, And I just thought to talk about saving money too We know about early birds, well, that is a good way of saving money. Obviously, the earlier you can get in and plan your holiday to take advantage of whatever savings there are is a good thing to do. And sometimes package holiday deals, now I know they don't suit everybody, but quite often a wholesaler buys a product at, at a very reduced rate, puts it together with an airfare and can provide you with a package holiday to somewhere like, you know, whether it be Phuket in Thailand or Bali or somewhere, like a short destination closer to home, at almost not much more than you would pay for an airfare. Yeah. So don't think always that your package deals are going to be that much dearer. And some people think, oh, I'll buy an airfare and then I'll try and scout around and get my own accommodation. It doesn't always work. Yeah. It's always good to do your homework, you know, talk to a travel agent and just... Do a comparison, and you'll, you'll be surprised sometimes at the savings that you can make. And also travelling in the off-season instead of the country's peak season, you'll get cheaper airfares, cheaper yeah. hotel rooms.
0: And when, and, and when you do that, uh, is it... Are the same attractions still going, if you know what I mean? Are oh,
1: it, it varies. Like, for example, if you're uh, an opera buff or a ballet buff, I mean, they have their seasons, right? Yeah. So they, they don't sort of – you'd need to look at that because certainly there are seasonal things that if right, you okay. particularly wanted yep. to go there for a specific occasion, well, then yeah. you'd, you'd just have to go at that time, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't choose. Um, but certainly – the museums and the everyday things are open all the time, just with the exception. You've always got to make sure you go online or talk to your travel agent again because a lot of museums, particularly in Europe, shut on Mondays and Tuesdays. So if you land yourself in Paris, arrive on Sunday and you leave on Wednesday, you're not going to get to the Louvre or yes. you know, get yeah. to anything. Yeah. So these are important things to always look at the dates. Buying passes for cities saves you money. So if you buy a pass for a city that often gives you then a free entry into a lot of hundreds of attractions and also you don't have to queue yeah. So once you've got that pass, you just, you just walk, walk to the front by. of the queue, yeah. everyone stares at you, and you just go in. Yeah,
0: and just laugh, so, yeah. <laughs> so buying
1: a pass is a great thing to do. Um, making sure you you get the best sort of um, card for your money to travel overseas, yeah. Yeah, whether it's a debit card, credit card. Don't pick one that attracts a lot of fees every time you're making a withdrawal. Yeah. So there's savings you can do there. Um, and also sometimes you'll get um, a stay-pay deal where if you stay longer, you save money. So it might be stay five nights but only pay for three. So sometimes... You'll get an extra two days at a place for for no extra cost. So, there's lots of things like that where you can save money, you know, and learn how to shop smart. And also, don't eat at restaurants that have, you know, English spoken here and English menu if you're in a foreign country. Go where the locals eat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even
1: if it's a foreign menu, it doesn't matter. Just look at what they're eating and point. (laughs) But I mean, if you eat where locals eat, you're going to get. The beautiful best quality, quality yeah, food yeah. and the food that's really you know local to that area. Yeah. Okay. So just keep those things in mind. And even if you went into a, a supermarket and went and bought yourself some cheeses, some bread, some salamis. cook it and, yourself. Yeah. And um, no, not cook it, but just go and sit in a park on a park yeah. bench and have a picnic.
0: Yeah. Oh, in oh. a local park. And and one thing we were talking about a few weeks ago is travel insurance. And mm, and, and mm. you stress that, don't you? It's Will it's we ideal. Just
1: just say we won't let anyone walk out our door without it. Yeah. Even if they don't take out our travel insurance, we yeah. don't care who they take it out with. So, yeah. I mean, so long as they take out travel insurance and adequate travel insurance yeah. to cover, you know, if you had to be repatriated home or, you know, for something like that, heaven forbid you don't want those sort of things happening. We yeah. None of us do, but it really is imperative. At the end of the day, an extra couple of hundred dollars on the cost of your holiday is nothing no. when you're spending thousands usually anyway if you're going on an overseas trip. So yeah. it, it really is... Most important that you take out travel insurance and take it out when you you book. Because I've had instances, for example, where clients said oh yeah we'll take it out a bit later and all they've done is paid a deposit or something on something yep. but then they've found out they've got an illness, well you can't take out insurance, you've got a pre-existing condition I so they've think. missed the yeah. boat they can't suddenly rush in and take out insurance because they do check with your doctor Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, right.
1: you could be covered for everything else but not but. whatever that condition may be so if you've suddenly developed a cancer or a heart condition you know you can still get travel insurance but it won't cover you for that condition something happens overseas, we have an accident where you fall over, where you get an an altogether different sort of illness that's not related, you're still covered. You're still covered for your baggage, your cancellation, you know, all of that, but not for that pre-existing condition.
0: Okay, thanks, Sal. We're talking travel this afternoon for our sponsor, Travel World on King. It's 17 after 1.
1: I'm going to talk about a lovely, lovely part of Australia, which I just absolutely adored when I was there nearly two years ago, I can't believe it, which is the Kimberley region. And if you've been watching any of the uh, weather On the um, TV lately, of course, the top end has been having some of the heaviest rainfalls it's had for about the last 11 years. They've they've been inundated, which means that the waterfalls are going to be simply spectacular. Yeah. So at the end of the wet season, which is, of course, the end of March, I suppose, but I went April two years ago and, and it was fabulous. Again, they'd had still have plenty of rain and the waterfalls are just amazing because in the dry season, there's no water comes over waterfalls <laughs> no. up there. So, you know, if you really want to go and see it, it's just the most fantastic time of the year. And not only, though, are you just seeing waterfalls, you just see the most wonderful Indigenous rock art that they're still trying to trace exactly how old it is, like certainly thousands of years old and some even older. And what you've got to remember is that Kimberley Coast or that part of Australia is is so ancient and why it's got these unusual formations and rock formations with all these angled rocks with crevices and the black seams running through it and this red, red, red. It was pushed together when the earth was really hot and all these rocks were pushed up. So it's given us all these unusual shapes and you go up the King George River and there's these steep gorges that are just spectacular and then you get to the King George Falls at the other end and if you're silly enough like my husband... Was and a few others, they take the zodiacs under the falls, and you get absolutely drenched. And then they're sitting there, then the poor little. God's oh, bucketing the, the Zodiacs <laughs> out afterwards, <laughs> which is just wonderful. Um, you can do the Mitchell Falls, which is an optional helicopter flight because you can't actually get in there. It's, it's more an inland waterfall and yeah. that and you go with open sided helicopters, which if you're scared of heights, uh, mm, yes. you might not want to be on the outer seat, which yeah. my husband is scared of heights, but so I had the outer seat and the, tell you what you think, wow, I've only got a seatbelt holding me on here <laughs> and I'm looking down, but wow, no, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, the rock art is just... It is beautiful. quite amazing yeah. in itself. Broome, you know, where you start these cruises from, you can go from Broome to Darwin or Darwin to Broome if you want to do the eight-day one. Yep. There are some shorter ones out of Broome that go into into the archipelago north of Broome. Um, you've got beautiful bays there, Doubtful Bay. You've got the King George Sound. You've got Yampi Sound. And you've got these wonderful, what they call the horizontal waterfalls, right. where, the tide is metres, like yeah. 20 metres. Yeah, our, so our tides are so small here, over So right there. you go there at the tide and you can do this jet boat ride through the tide oh, as it's yeah. coming and it's it's coming up and up, and it suddenly goes away. Then you go out to Montgomery Reef, which is a reef that's um, quite a way out. You'd sort of, oh, gosh, how long did it take us to get out there? Maybe an hour. But this is the most unusual reef, and again, the way the tide happens, it's suddenly all the tide, it's this massive, massive reef, and the water just starts pouring off it like rivers, and you just sit there watching it. Right, and it's okay. just, ah. So suddenly, it's like an island is there that you wouldn't have even known was there. Yeah, right. When you first come out there, because the 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 tides are so So huge and so immense.
0: Friends of mine were up there a few months ago, actually, and they couldn't believe it. Absolutely Mm. amazing, they said. Mm. And they actually, they're they're coming back today. They're on their way listening to us on their app. So there you go. Oh, there
1: you go. So, look, if you haven't done that part of the world, I mean, I know a lot of people do the big driving holiday, but that takes months, of course, if you want to leave here and do that. And you wouldn't be doing that in the wet because the roads are closed, obviously. So if you really want to see that part of the Kimberley in the wet, it's good to do it on a cruise vessel, obviously. Yeah. And there's different standards. You've got your luxury expedition vessels down to small, like clipper cruises, yeah. you know, yep. and even yachts. So there's yep. all different standards for all different types of in, budget, in your budget. Yeah, yeah. But it's certainly, if it's, if it's not on your bucket list, it should be. I still think it's one of the most amazing parts of Australia I've ever been to.
0: You're definitely going back.
1: I would. I want to go back, and I do want to go back and drive through more of it.
0: Yeah, okay. This time, because
1: yeah. we just didn't have the time, you know. So we had a few days in Broome, did the cruise, and a few days in Darwin at the end. But I want to go up there, and I don't know whether I want to drive all the way there. I might even just hire a, you know, a four-wheel drive yeah. and just spend some time in that Kimberley region, which is just so special yeah. and it's so ancient. And, it's, it's, and the Indigenous people are very involved in the preservation and yep. the preservation of the art, of course. And it's very different to the art that you will see in Kakadu uh, because they think... It's got that influence that some of the figures look almost Egyptian, like back to Gwondwana land when all our our lands were one mass. Yeah, right, they're, okay. They're just, it's really hard for them to, to date some of these prehistoric drawings yeah. and, and in quite remote areas. And you wonder how they even got there to, to do them. You know, yeah, We're taken there by guides yeah. who've found them, and it's wonderful that they've found all this stuff for us to see. But you know, you can't get there by road to a lot of these areas. That's why I'm saying if you do get the opportunity to cruise it, you're going to see a different part of the kingdom yeah. than you would see if you were doing it by road. Then in a few years, you, you can just go back. Yeah, have your bags ready. And the world is your oyster, as I always say, and there's plenty of it to see because of the fact we have more countries opening their doors to us than we've ever had before. So yeah. we've got a wonderful array and a wonderful choice to suit all budgets and all styles too, whether you're an adventure seeker or whether you're into the cultural side of things, the sporting areas, yep. but you know, each country will offer you use something different, and it's it's just a wonderful thing to do to travel. I think it's uh, it expands the mind, and it's it's just fabulous. Then you come home. I love coming home, but yeah. I love travelling as well.
0: Yeah, Sally Lucas from our sponsor, Travel World on King. Sal thanks very much for that. Thanks, Col. Happy Valentine's Day again. Thanking you. That's the second time now. I yeah. know
1: it's not wonderful. Yeah,
0: twenty four to two.
1: Sorry.